Hello and welcome to another episode of this show off a month where I'm celebrating everyday women all over the globe. And we have been literally on every continent or, or celebrating women from every continent. Today, I have great pleasure to introduce Jodie to you. Jodie has a strong message that she delivers with absolute passion and energy. Please enjoy this episode. Jodie, welcome to Show Off. <laughs> Thank you. It's very nice to be here. I'm in good company. I've heard the last uh, few episodes and I think it's great. This is going to be good. Thanks. Now, I, uh, you kind of just fit the job profile of this series completely because, A, you live in a country, you have accent that doesn't like... It just doesn't match. So tell us who you are, where you are in the world, what is that cultural heritage and what is your big wow for the planet? Um, I think you're supposed to answer, ask one question at a time, Marilyn, one question <laughs> at a time so that your guest isn't immediately overwhelmed. Okay, right. Let me try and tick off the list. Um, so, yes, so I'm, uh, I'm Jodie Woodford and I am the founder of Jodie Woodford Therapeutics. I am originally from Zimbabwe, which is right down at the bottom of Southern Africa. I, uh, my parents are both British, but lived all around Africa whilst me and my brother were being born and growing up and stuff. And now I live in Switzerland because I'm married to a Swiss man. I went to university in the UK. I've lived in, I don't know, however many different countries. And I have three children and a very hairy dog. And what was the other thing? Oh, my big wow. I don't know. I've listened to your guests and they've got such intelligent things to say. Um, <laughs> my In other words, wow, what, do you, what do you do? What's your business? <laughs> uh, my, my big wow is I um, get to the root cause of your chronic physical pain and I treat it so that it doesn't come back again. So if you are sitting here thinking, got a sore back and I've been to see a physio and osteo, a myofacial specialist and a freaking magician down the road who gave me juju beads and still I've got a sore back, <laughs> then you need to get in touch with me because I have x-ray vision that allows me to see the root cause of what is causing that dysfunction deep inside of you and treat it so that it doesn't come back. There we go. Did I cover all of the questions? Absolutely did. Jodie, what drives you? What drives you to do what you do? Um, anger and frustration. <laughs> you gotta love it. No, but um, this is this is my story. I was always a big athlete, and as an athlete, I was a diver. So I used to do those multiple turns and twists off diving boards. As, as in imagine, Tom Daly knitting. Totes, totes. That's me. Yeah, not gay. Don't knit. Not a man, but could be me. Small, dark, and furry. Still me. Um, but yes. Uh, so I did all of that. And as you can imagine, you get really injured all the time. Um, so from being very little, uh, I was always having physio and this and that. And there was always bumps and scrapes and bashes and whatever, whatever. And I also have a deformity of the spine. Um, I've also had three C-sections, loads of abdominal surgery, blah, blah, blah. We had more surgery than Michael Jackson, I like to say. Um, and so my body hurts a lot, a lot of the time. And I went to see the, the like be all and end all of going to fix your body person here in Geneva. 
mm-hmm. waited 40 minutes, got 10 minutes of his time for him to say to me, right, madam, you need to lie on a bed, put on a ski boot um, and hang your leg over the side of the bed so that you can stretch this muscle called the psoas. And I just thought you have got to be joking. First of all, I've been waiting in your shitty little room for 40 minutes. You've given me 10 minutes of your time. And now you're telling me a whole pile of bollocks. <laughs> there has to be a better way. So I went on a journey to find a better way. And I'm still feeling like Jesus at the beginning of his career, where I still <laughs> see people who are like, you know what, you know, Jesus must have been like, could you stop worshiping multiple gods? Come over and worship the one true God, people. Stop with the multiple gods already. I feel a bit like that, where I'm like, oh, can you just stop with the physio? It's so ineffective. Come and do this instead. And people are like, what is it you do? And I'm like, never mind what it's called. This is what it does for you. And people are still a little bit reticent, but I feel like I'm starting to make headway now. Um, finding you know, something that actually works and works for good. Um, So yeah, anger and frustration is what drives me. Probably not the standard response, but yeah, that's what I'm going with. Sorry, I put myself on mute because my dad's playing with the dog. (laughs) Right. Hi, dad. (laughs) Dogs and old people. You can expect that to just wander in now. Jodie, our whole theme this month has been show off. It's a bit tongue in cheek, but I think you really get that because women we're just not good at it um or unless we're perhaps an influencer on instagram or even then we're full of insecurity and comparisonitis and imposter syndrome give us your words of wisdom how do you see that whole uh, you know that what that fear about showing off and that you must have felt that stepping into your uh, into your business in in your life I'd love your thoughts on that. Um, I think more and more that women don't need to show off. I think more and more, you know, we are getting the attention that we deserve. Um, I don't even think deserves the right word. I think what I'm seeing is that there is, okay, so wait, let me backtrack. You know what I think? I think that all of this women and men and men and women and gender bollocks, difference bollocks, bollocks is a load of bollocks. I think at the end of the day, we're all human beings. And and this is what I see in my job, right? One of the things that I do for people is I teach them how to walk again, which sounds really, really bizarre, but lots of people walk wrong. And the reason why I can so quickly and so effectively help someone to walk again is because we are all bipeds. We all walk on two feet upright. So as you put one foot in front of the other, there are certain things that your body should be doing, should be doing biomechanically at each phase of that gait process. So I work with women who are over 40, but it doesn't matter if that's a woman or a man who walks through my door, essentially. I'm still looking at, does their foot turn in and out? Does their arm swing backwards and forwards? Does their knee extend and flex, for example? And the more I do my job, even though I do focus on women, I have a son, I have three kids, one of whom is a boy, the third one is doesn't know what she, he is, which is interesting. The more I think we're all the bloody same. So could we all just shut up and get on with it? You know, I think there's more and more men, people with willies who think that people with vaginas should be speaking up more. I think there's more and more people with vaginas who think that people with willies should shut up, shut up more and more. And I think, you know, we're in this kind of multicultural, multi-gendered, multifaceted world That means that we're all humans and hopefully in a lot of spaces that I see at least um, are beginning to realize that more and more. Um, You know, I'm in the middle of Europe right now. We've got a war. 
on our, not on our borders, but very, very close. It's not the first war. It won't be the last war. I hope it is one of the last wars to be run because men are dicks. Um, I wrote a, 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 what's it, a post recently about Vladimir Putin's tiny dick um, and the fact that he's swinging it around and whacking everybody over the head with it. But, you know, back in the day, I could have written exactly the same post about Maggie Thatcher, you know, swinging her tits around and just being a tyrant as well. So, you know, I don't really think that it's a, it's as black and white as we make it out to be. And I think the good thing about your series now is that you're giving us, us as, you know, Women's Month, um, you know, a voice to say what we think. And, I, and what I've heard is that, you know, your guests are very nuanced. You know, your all of your guests are very nuanced. Nobody comes down on the left or the right or the male or the female. And although we have to use male and female because our vocab at the moment is limited, we're all smart enough to realize that we're all human beings. Mm. Um, it's universal. And we're all looking for the same things. You know, we're all looking for our need to bend and flex, but we're also looking for, you know, peace, love, and fucking harmony for fuck's mm. sake. So that's what I think, I think. I think. Bravo. I mean, quite frankly, I would do the same. I've never liked women's stuff or men's stuff. I just think, is there an international men's day? Probably not. And I see the point. I see the point because for centuries women have been oppressed. But honestly, I just want to shake humanity and go, humanity, wake up. Wake up. Get a consciousness. Go get a conscience. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Dig deep recognize the fear is controlling you more than you think and let's love each other and care for this planet yeah you know i saw i saw a report yesterday and it's and and, you know and it is good that this year's theme was gender equality today for a sustainable tomorrow and talking about the climate crisis i saw a news report just a news report report this morning it said oh first time ever We've had high, highest temperature recorded in the North and South Pole. And the question was, I wonder why that happened? Almost something like that. And I'm going, you even printed that? <laughs> yeah. We know what is going wrong. Let's stop this argument about, you know, this, this, oh, it drives me to distraction. Where are you on the crisis? Um, I've got little kids. My kids are six, nine and 13. And I um, obviously am very concerned for us right now. And I'm concerned for them later. And I wonder what it means. And, you know, typically uh, I'm based in Switzerland. Right. So we we ski. But every time I get up on those piece, I'm like, this this cannot be right. You know, this this just cannot in no way, shape or form is this right. I don't know. It's the Brits who brought skiing to Switzerland. Thank you, Britain. Um, And I just have a bad conscience as I'm doing it more and more. And I can understand that people, you know, are doing it less and less. Like the, the younger generation in Switzerland is skiing less and less. They also say that there will be no more snow in the Alps as of 200, 2050. And I think, well, I'm not bloody surprised. So wow. I, I go up there thinking, oh, gosh, oh, you know, full of angst about the climate. And I'm sitting next to my 13-year-old who is, you know, the next generation and going to take over this freaking, you know, sinking planet. And she's sitting there. Um you know, with her um, iPhone, having whinged and bitched to get the latest ski jacket that's full of non-natural fibers, um, you know, can barely tap the, 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 the keys on her iPhone because she's got these stupid fake plastic nails on, you know, 
gets up to the um, bloody, what's it called, restaurant on the piece and has a bottle of, um, you know, water or a plastic bottle of juice. And there I am sitting with my coffee and my paper cup, trying not to burn my fingers off because I don't want to take the plastic cup. And I'm just thinking if you're representative of the next generation and God help us all, you know, so I think, I think you and I um, are probably of that generation where we're like, bloody hell, this is urgent. But when I look at the youth behind me and I look at my daughter's friends, you know, she's very typical of her generation. I just think, is this who we're saving the planet for? Like, really, are these the kids that are going to inherit mm. because they just don't get it, you know? Um, so I, I mean, I go back and forth on the climate crisis in that I think there's a lot of really smart people in the world and there's a lot of people doing some brilliant things. Um, you know, just this week, we've got some new shampoo in our bathroom, which is all natural. And then it looks like it's in a plastic bottle, but it's actually smart plastic. And I was reading all about smart plastic. I was like, oh, wonderful. Um, that's lovely. Um, and at the same time, I just think, are they going to get there quick enough? And, mm. you know, can once again, when you say I want to shake humanity and like say, wake up, it's exactly how I feel. You know, I and yet I love to travel. I like skiing, um, <laughs> you know, I probably have multiple pieces of clothing in my closet that should not be there because they are not natural. And I read a horrible story about the clothing mountains in the Atacama Desert, you know, and how, you know, Chile is bloody paying for people's waste. Uh, our neighbors just got an amazing job at an oil trading company who are paying billions of fines because they dump toxic waste on African shores. And yet I still speak to the dude. So, I find it hard. I'm struggling. Put it that way. I'm, I'm struggling with your first question. What do I think about showing off? I'm struggling with your second question. What do I think about the climate crisis? I just don't feel very up together and eloquent. I, I feel like I haven't figured any of this stuff out at all. No, no, no smart answers, I'm afraid. I'm, yeah, no smart answers. This is about everyday women. And do we? And that's the whole point. Do we? Are we A, informed? B, can we really, you know, we know we can't trust the stories necessarily we're being fed. So who knows the truth anyway? But it's, this is every day. This is what you're probably, I can hear people listening to this going, yay, she's speaking out what I'm thinking. May not say it so colourfully, but gosh, you are saying exactly what we're saying, what what we're thinking. Mm. I hope so. I mean, it, it is very messy in my head and I do oscillate between it'll all be okay because people are really smart and look at what we've achieved so far and oh fuck bugger we're all gonna die. Yeah and there's some teaching or some messages I've heard that yes this is part of what needs to happen to sort of wake up and it is part of the last sort of hurrah of that way of three-dimensional living uh, materialistic living that is needs mm. to sort of drop away before you know a major evolutionary shift in humanity mm. yeah I hope so mm. well how can speaking up change our world do you think what would you speak up about first if you could I think in my own little way I would speak out about um, mental health I think it's spoken about, but I think it's spoken about from a place of fear and angst when it's already a bit too late. So I think for women, for example, mm. um, my mother recently passed away. She had Alzheimer's. She had Alzheimer's for a very long time. She would have liked to have died much, much earlier. And because she was in South Africa, the system of palliative, palliative care and end of life care 
is quite frankly barbaric, where they tend to keep people alive and the law doesn't allow for a quick and dignified departure from the world. Had my mother been anywhere else, she wouldn't have been kept alive so long. But also, had my mother had the information that we now have about the hormonal changes that happen during puberty and pregnancy, and then perimenopause and menopause in women's brains, she may not have deteriorated so quickly, or she may not have developed the disease to the extent that it eventually, you know, killed her. Um, so I would like to talk about, I would like to speak up more, and I'm doing it more and more, um, about how, you know, you, you can't simply get het up about the symptoms when people are already depressed, when people are already, already demented, when people are already burnt out. Um, you have to look at the upstream causes of those downstream symptoms and treat them properly. So, for example, my daughter is 13. She's just become, you know, she's just started having periods. We've had lots of conversations about, you know, what products she's using when she has a period, um, how she feels, what drugs or not drugs she can take to, um, you know, stem the tide of the symptoms that eventually, that inevitably come up. Um, when I was pregnant, I had essentially quite easily easy pregnancies, but not once was I told about, you know, the aftermath of pregnancy mm. or, um, you know, how to stave off postpartum depression or things like that. Mm, exactly. Again, you don't talk about it until it's mm. there. Mm. And now I'm, you know, gently coming up to be premenopausal and, and soon menopausal. And I know that I'm going to get a one-stop shop of, I'm already taking them, one-stop shop of here's your hormones and off you go. Um, and it's simply not good enough. I think, you know, women suffer from uh, a load of diseases that don't have names and don't have numbers and no one really knows where they come from because the research hasn't been done, um, one of which I suffered from. And, you know, we are given a kind of tailor-made uh, package when it comes to hormonal treatments because no one really knows how they work. They know it's complicated. Thank you. We know that. Thank you. Thank you. I am a woman. Don't tell me it's not complicated. Okay. But, you know, take the time to delve into why is it complicated without making me feel hysterical and take the time to give me a proper tailor-made concoction of hormones instead of just giving me bloody estrogen because I've had a hysterectomy, you know. Um, so I'd like to speak up more about that. So I think it goes under the umbrella of mental health, but hang on a bit, before it becomes a mental health issue, peeps, mm. let's actually look at, you know, the complications um, and conundrums that go on in the female body when she has a extreme hormonal surges around puberty, pregnancy, and then peri or menopause. Mm. So I think that that's going to be my my megaphone topic for the next couple of years, I think, probably, just because I've seen the ravages of it in my own body, in my mother's body. And I really want to make sure it doesn't happen to my own, you know, daughters. Mm. So, you know, let, let's see. That's what I'd go for. What would you what would you say? What would you, I, well, I want to keep on that conversation be because, you know, 100 years ago, they'd haul women off to the funny farm when they started going through men menopause. They did. They put them away. They did. And look, as a woman who's going almost through it, through it now, it's like you're a teenager again. But it, I know. And it's like, don't tell me about mental health. It's too far gone for that. Mm. You know, and it's just, was it always meant to be like that? Was it, is it the pace of life that we're going through? I mean, maybe not 100 years ago, but what is it that, because I think it's, it's robbing, pe robbing women of so much good. 
and so much potential when you're feeling so blah about things? I I think it's um it's probably a combination of things. You know, I think um we're more um what exposed to the ravages of the environment, of world events, of um, toxins and pesticides and all of that mm. for a start. I think we are, you know, also permeable. You know, you have to find a woman with serious boundaries or like, I don't know, who's super in touch with her masculine side. And I hate that vocab, but I don't have any other words for it right now, you know, to not be who, who can be untouched by, you know, what is happening in the world. And I'm not just talking about Ukraine. I'm talking about, you know, Yemen and Afghanistan, Afghanistan and, mm-hmm. you know, Chad. It's not, there's not one war going on, people. Let's just wake up and smell the coffee. It's just getting a lot of attention right now. Um, so you have to be particularly, you know, impermeable to um, the suffering. You have to also be impermeable to the anxiety that we all have over climate change, even though our children don't seem to share that anxiety right now. Um, I think maybe... Is it the pace of life? I think also, you know, these things probably did, it was all the same 100 years ago. I just think that maybe um, women spoke about it openly and now it's become a little bit of a taboo with time and it's coming back onto the forefront. So people are a bit like, should I speak, should I not speak, should I speak, should I not speak, should I speak, should I not speak? So I think it's, you know, since time in memoriam, you know, women have sat around a fire and talked about this stuff. And I think we're doing it again, um, but maybe in a world where it just seems like, oh, another complication to add to humanity's list of, you know, laundry list of woes and, you know, bad tidings, I suppose. I'm not really sure, to be honest. I know that from the medical side of things, there is a lot more research going into women's health. And there's a lot of really smart, um, capable women who are writing great books and doing studies on all of this stuff. Um, And maybe that's why as well, it's people are kind of waking up and thinking, oh, right, you know, I don't, I don't have to have a hysterectomy just because, you know, I've got full stage endometriosis. I don't, I don't have to have children just because I'm super fertile. I, you know, I think there's um, a lot more others speaking out and that's giving us options and then encouraging us maybe. So, yeah, I don't know. Again, not a very eloquent answer. Could you just stop with your questions that make me feel like I don't have the words to answer the questions? <laughs> Here's one. It might take a it might take a positive turn with all this like gloom. Who has influenced you, women? Who has influenced you, mentored you? Uh, who stands out? It could be dead or alive. Like I've got a thing for Elizabeth the uh, First. Really? Um, I just find mm. her fascinating. Mm, yeah. Interesting. It's, the, it's okay, the Tudor. Good. It's the Tudor thing. I don't know what it is, but it's yeah. Okay. I just find it fascinating like collars, that a woman could have. Um, I mean, the second Elizabeth has outshone her in terms of years in power, but the fact that someone in the 1600s could carry that confidence and power just it amazes me. But who has influenced you in your life um, that you would like to show up, show off about? Yeah, I have a I have a really good um, network of extremely capable women around me now. Um, I mentor with a, a lady in Barcelona. Um, she's a, a physio um, and she does a whole pile of stuff on top of it. And she gives up her time and her brain so willingly and so freely. Um, her name's Zoe Keely. If you're in Barcelona and you need some help with your body, call Zoe Keely. Um, there's also another extremely fascinating woman. Um, she's a... 
anatomist, um, Gory. Ooh. She says she takes the gross out of gross anatomy, which is, and she does. Um, she runs a set of courses called Immaculate Dissection, which I think is just brilliant. Um, and she is the lady who is um, wholeheartedly behind the fact that I now have x-ray vision and can do my job so much better. Uh, she's based in New York. Um, you know, she does 10,001 jobs. Her name's Kathy Dooley. Um, and so I would, I would definitely put her on my list. That's, that's who comes to mind straight away. I think in terms of historical figures, no one jumps out. Um, I think people get a really good rap once they're dead. So I'm going to go for the living. Um, <laughs> cause I think there's probably a lot of skeletons in those dead cupboards. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That, those Tudor that, cupboards. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you bring up Elizabeth the first though, because I love that period of history. Um, and have you seen the recent film actually, Mary Queen of Scots mm -hmm. with uh, Margot Robbie and yeah, Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite good actually. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would say, yeah, Elizabeth first, you know, she was, she was pretty good. But as I say, I think you get a really good rap once you're dead. <laughs> uh, I enjoy talking with you so much, Jodie. You're hilarious. I love it. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners or the viewers before you go? Any words of hope? Uh, words of hope. Words of hope. Are, there are a lot of very smart people on this planet and they are working diligently to save us from all manner of ills that are in our still living closets. Um, and I think, you know, I really do think that, as you say, I think we can all feel that without being too naive, we're at a bit of a watershed moment. And I think humanity, as it's done in the past, will probably rise to the challenge. I think the fact that we've got, you know, vaccines for COVID so quick, whether you're for or against, you've got to, you've got to get behind the science, um, is just one of the most remarkable achievements of the last couple of years. And let's hope that there's many, many more to come in terms of ocean cleanliness, pesticide development, hormone treatment for, you know, menopausal women and, you know, castration services for dictators with two big dicks. <laughs> oh, gosh, 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 gosh. Final question. And I know you hate the word show off, but it's the end of your life. And I'm going to stand up and show off about Jodie, either what she did or who she was. What would be the greatest honour for someone to say about you? Ooh, um, that I got up every day and did my absolute best, that I never, never shirked responsibility or looking for solutions, even when they weren't immediately obvious. But I, yeah, persistence and resilience, I think that I, I, yeah, I went and went and went and went and went until a solution was found. <laughs> like the Duracell bunny, just kept going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am. I am. I really am. It's what I do. <laughs> oh, Jodie, thank you so much for your refreshing and colourful insight. <laughs> Thank you, Marilyn. Oh, it has been hard. Absolutely loved it. And I'm sure the listeners will really enjoy, uh, more than enjoy, I think they'll be really challenged and... No, well, no, gosh, so do I. No, 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 your questions are tough. Your questions are tough. They are, they are. But I think we need to, we need to discuss this. And I'm not saying there's any answers, but I think it's good to bring these up and go, this is hard stuff. Do we think mm. about this? Do we chat about this? Or are we just chatting about... Love. How great our latest freebie was or our book that we're launching, you know. It's seriously, mm -hmm. I, I, this is, this is, you know, it's not all 
it's not all heavy like that, but yeah, I think it's good. So thank you for your contribution. Thank you for the questions. I will say that I enjoyed it, kind of. <laughs> you did, you did. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.